Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Before we read our chapter today, I want to make a general statement about Joseph. This chapter that we're reading is about the life of Joseph, who is uh, one of Jacob's sons. Joseph is one of a number of individuals in the Old Testament that Christian scholars view as being a type of Jesus Christ. There are many episodes and incidents in the life of Joseph that typify things that happened to Jesus. And so I'm going to read the chapter, but I will also point out after I read the chapter some of these types of Joseph portraying aspects of the life of Christ. Now, when I say this, I want to emphasize that Joseph was a real person. He was not an allegory. I also want to emphasize that, of course, Jewish scholars would not see the same comparison between Joseph and Jesus that Christian scholars do. But it's a well-known typology among Christian scholars that Joseph represents these things about Jesus. And so uh, as I read this chapter, just think about Joseph as a prophetic foreshadowing of some of the aspects of the life of Jesus. Genesis chapter 37, Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons, because he had been born to him in his old age, and he made an ornate robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, Listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field, when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright, while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brothers said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream, and he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream, and this time the sun and moon and eleven stars were bowing down to me. When he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Now his brothers had gone to graze their father's flocks near Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, As you know, your brothers are grazing the flocks near Shechem. Come, I'm going to send you to them. Very well, he replied. So he said to him, Go and see if all is well with your brothers and with the flocks, and bring word back to me. Then he sent him off from the valley of Hebron. When Joseph arrived at Shechem, a man found him wandering around in the fields and asked him, What are you looking for? He replied, I'm looking for my brothers. Can you tell me where they're grazing their flocks? They've moved on from here, the man answered. I heard them say, Let's go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them near Dothan. But they saw him in the distance, and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. Here comes that dreamer, they said to each other. Now let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. 
When Reuben heard this, he tried to rescue him from their hands. Let's not take his life, he said. Don't shed any blood. Throw him into this cistern here in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him. Reuben said this to rescue him from them and to take him back to his father. So when Joseph came, his brothers stripped him of his robe, the ornate robe he was wearing, and they took him and threw him into the cistern. The cistern was empty. There was no water in it. As they sat down to eat their meal, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices, balm, and myrrh, and they were on their way to take them down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. His other brothers agreed. So when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the cistern and saw that Joseph was not there, he tore his clothes. He went back to his brothers and said, the boy isn't there. Where can I turn now? Then they got Joseph's robe, slaughtered a goat, and dipped the robe in the blood. They took the ornate robe back to their father and said, We found this. Examine it to see whether it is your son's robe. He recognized it and said, It is my son's robe. Some ferocious animal has devoured him. Joseph has surely been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put on sackcloth, and mourned for his son many days. All of his sons and daughters came to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, he said, I will continue to mourn until I join my son in the grave. So his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard. We see clearly in this chapter that Joseph is Jacob's favorite son, and he's destined for rulership. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age, and so he made an ornate robe for him. Now, this ornate robe was indicative of a position of authority. His father, Jacob, had put Joseph in a position of authority over his brothers because he loved Joseph more than he loved his other brothers. And of course, this is similar to Jesus. Jesus was the firstborn son of the Almighty. Joseph was not the firstborn son of Jacob, but Joseph was the preferred son. And so Jesus was destined to rule the house of God like Joseph was destined to rule the house of Jacob. And so this coat, this ornate robe, this coat of many colors, as it's been described, was a badge of honor and a badge of office, if you will, that Jacob bestowed on him. Then Joseph began to have dreams about his future. In verse 5, Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field, when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright, while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. Now, friends, that doesn't need a whole lot of interpretation. If he was represented by sheaves of grain and his stood upright while the other sheaves representing the brothers bowed down to him, it was pretty clear that Joseph was dreaming that his his brothers would bow down to him. Now, they were already jealous of Joseph, and uh, so they responded, Do you really intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? 
And the Bible says they hated him all the more because of this dream and the things he had said. Now, Joseph really had this dream. It was probably a dream from the Lord, but Joseph didn't display a great deal of wisdom in sharing it with his brothers, and it incited them to further jealousy. Then he had a second dream, and um, this time the sun and the moon and the 11 stars were bowing down to him. And so um, he told it to his father and his brothers, and his father actually rebuked him. But the Bible says his father kept the matter in mind. In other words, Jacob didn't just dismiss it outright. He remembered this dream that the sun and the moon representing the mother and father and the 11 stars representing the brothers would bow down to Joseph. So none of them could understand or foresee how that could come to pass. But nevertheless, the Lord was showing Joseph and the rest of them the future, the things that he had in mind for for Joseph. So Joseph's very jealous brothers plotted to kill him. They decided that the best thing for them to do was to kill him. And Joseph was sarcastically called a dreamer. They said, here comes that dreamer, they said to one another. Literally in the Hebrew, it means master of dreams. Here comes the master of dreams. So it was sarcastic. But indeed, Joseph was a master of dreams. Not only did he have prophetic dreams, but in the coming chapters, he will be able to interpret the dreams of others, including the Pharaoh of Egypt. So Joseph was indeed a master of dreams. Joseph was rejected by his brothers like Jesus was rejected by his brothers. And so Jesus expected love and fellowship among his own kinsmen, but he didn't get that. All he got was rejection and dismissal and so forth. Joseph was treated the same way long before Jesus was born. And so his brothers took him. They cast him into a cistern. They decided to take him away from their father and and therefore nullify these dreams. And then they sold Joseph For 20 pieces of silver, we read in verse 28, So when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites, who took him to Egypt. And so this selling Joseph for 20 pieces of silver reminds Christians of Jesus being sold for 30 pieces of silver by Judas. Remember, Judas was paid 30 pieces of silver for the betrayal of Jesus. And so this payment for the betrayal of Joseph prophetically foreshadows the betrayal of Jesus that would come many years later. Anyway, in verse 31, they got Joseph's robe, they slaughtered a goat, they dipped the robe in blood, and they took the robe back to their father and said, check and see if this is Joseph's. And he said, it surely is. Uh, Joseph has been killed. And then Jacob said he would mourn for the rest of his life over his his son Joseph. He loved him so much. And so, friends, um, uh, we'll come back to the life of Joseph in the next chapter. There's much more to say about Joseph. But now I just want to speak briefly and pray into this master of dreams. Lord, you showed Joseph and his brothers and his family the future in dreams. Lord, you still speak in dreams and visions to your people. Lord, I pray for an increase of dreams, prophetic dreams, and an increased awareness of what the Spirit is speaking to us in our generation. Make us sensitive to night visitations in our dreams. Make us aware of what you're trying to say. And Lord, give us the grace to follow and to conform our lives to what you're trying to show us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. 
If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.